Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is brought to you by StarCharge, the largest EV charging manufacturer in the world, and is also a provider of residential and commercial battery storage and microgrid solutions. And KimPower, the reliable, quick, and scalable EV charging solutions for everyone and everywhere. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I'm your host, Francie. Don't you know me already? And this is Kyle. If you know me, you probably know him. And today, we're here to talk about something that goes fast, something that's luxurious, something that's premium, and hmm, something that's a prototype. Kyle actually got the chance to take out the Porsche Taycan, uh, the prototype on some testing, and specifically range testing. And we know that when it comes to Porsche, They've got some impressive stats. So thank you for joining us today for this episode. Let's plug in and see what the heck Kyle was up to on the West Coast. Hey, Kyle, how's it going? Howdy, doing well. How are you? Good. You had a fun fun pun that you shared with me, and I'd, I'd love for you to share it again. No, no, no. It's just a, a Tycon taking something. Eh, it doesn't matter. A Porsche Tycon no, is ready to Tycon the roads. I think I said uh, to Tycon back the throne or something like that, but it was it did it worked oh, in real better. time. Who uh, are they usurping? So, say that again. Uh, oh, who are they dethroning? Basically, yes, that's um, yeah. themselves. I think they were already the fastest road tripping car on the planet, mm, uh, or very close to Lucid. That that was the Tycon Lucid battle. Maybe Lucid edged them out a little bit because it was a lot more efficient. But either way, this is the new SmackDown. Uh, there's a new Porsche Taycan. We've, of course, known the existing car, have done, I don't even know how many tens of thousands of miles in the existing car on track days, driving it through Europe, driving it through the U.S., doing testing, charge testing, and have just enjoyed every minute behind the wheel. No secret, I'm a Taycan fan. It's not hard to become a Taycan fan because it is it can do so many things. I've gone off-roading in the Cross Turismo, and I've done track days in the spicy ones. So huge range of capability across the board. Don't need to explain that to anyone. The new Tycon facelift is 
taking the what we know from the existing car and just turning it up, not even to 10, not to 12, but to like 50. It's crazy. So we have uh, a full reveal of this car happening on February 7th or February 6th, our time, but February 7th at midnight Central European time. So actually, this is going up just ahead of the full vehicle launch. But I wanted to do a podcast on the testing that I've had a chance to do with the prototype vehicles ahead of the full launch. We'll have another podcast and a full in-depth out-of-spec reviews video coming right at the launch with all the details. I've already had a chance to you know, basically make that video ahead of time for you guys. Great. Kyle, why do you think they select you to be a part of this prototype testing? Or invite you. Uh, well, at least for this program, there were 12 international media. So there were Norwegian guys, German guys, US and Italy, maybe. I forget exactly what the other markets were. But um, I, I think ultimately we are not the biggest outlet that goes to these things. In fact, we're one of the smaller ones. But we have captured the nerdy audience. And for uh, tests like this, I think the engineers want to talk about what the heck they did. So many vehicle launches are like, oh, we updated this, we updated that. Look at look at the design. Because anyone can talk about design and explain what you're feeling. But no, the, the I'm friends with the engineers, by the way. Kevin Geek and Stefan Christian are running the Tycon project. They're friends of mine. I've known them for years. And so they're like, okay, we did this, 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 and this. And so like we know out of spec, we'll do all the hardcore testing to show off our work. And we've already tested the previous car so much we like kind of know where the differences are. And look, our content mm -hmm. is not for everyone. It's super long. It's super in-depth. Um, but ultimately, they want to have that out-of-spec outlet for the uh, super hardcore nerds. The way Porsche always explains it to me is like, you give any journalist a GT3 RS and they can tell you the differences between the rebound and the compression tuning on the, the steering wheel and why they put air ducts on the roof so it doesn't channel the hot air from the radiator up front into the, into the engine so it channels the, the hot air on the outside. But there's very few like EV nerds who can appreciate all the different electrical system upgrades. And so that's where we come in. And we're very lucky to have a great relationship with Porsche. It doesn't mean I can't say bad things about the car or anything like that. And I certainly will in the video coming. That's not everything is perfect here, but I am able to explain the changes. Yeah. And be excited about all of these, uh, all of the work that they've done to make these feats possible, which I mean, that's what I think just off the bat is like, of course you'll get into the testing. So maybe we'll start there, but once the results come around, I'm just like, wow, this is really impressive. How are, is it, is Porsche only able to do this because like they have the money behind it and they can charge the price that they charge for a Porsche, but we can get into that later. Okay. So how did the testing start? What was the structure of it? How was it set up? What'd you do? Well, this, this program is ahead of the vehicle launch. So all of the hardcore specifications on the vehicle, and, and honestly, any specification on the vehicle is like completely embargoed until the sixth or the seventh at midnight Central European time. So I cannot tell anyone the battery pack capacity. I cannot tell anyone about drivetrain stuff. I can't tell anyone about what they did to improve efficiency. What I can do, though, is show those things. So it's pretty cool that I... I it, it's a little bit of a fine line to walk because they have these weird embargo programs. I don't really know why they do it this way. I'd rather just wait till we can say everything and then 
go with everything. And I could hold the coverage and do that, but I'd rather get people information as soon as possible. So I can show it. I was able to do a charging test. And so I can't state the official claimed maximum charging speed from Porsche, but I can show you what the car will do zero to 100 uh, percent, which I am going to be talking about because it charges like a monster. It's crazy. And I can't tell you the official rated range of the vehicle. And I can't tell you what they did to change any consumption of the vehicle, but I can say I drove it and here's what I got. It's a very weird embargoed uh, program that I was on, but I'm, I was able, I think, to work around it. And um, I think we learned a ton about the car just from those two tests. And of course, mm-hmm. range, efficiency, and charging are the most important key performance metrics to me as someone who drives a lot in Taycan. I want the fastest traveling possible in an electric car. You all know I'm a fan of cannonballing, covering big distance in a short period of time. This might be the new king. Mm, or queen. Uh, or queen. Yeah, so, or queen. So it's kind of cool because you can tell us the results without going into the nerdy details of how they did it, which is maybe, be, you know, some people don't want the nerdy details, so maybe this is where they want to go. Uh, so, uh, okay, so you get the prototype, take, take ty- on. But now yeah. I'm confused because we were saying it was going to take on. Stuff. I know okay. because it's Choosing funny myself. how people yeah. sometimes say it's the it's the Porsche taken. Well, anywho, um, so so <laughs> tell me who was in the car? Did you drive it? Were you driving it? Okay, and where well, did you start? So what I did was a little different than everyone else because uh, I showed up no on surprise. the last day. I showed up on the last day of prototype testing. Again, twelve international media went. Uh, through different waves or whatever. I already happened to be in LA so or in California. So I just popped over and uh, they had four Tycons there. They had a 4S sedan. They had a turbo cross Turismo. Maybe only one cross Turismo. Maybe they had a turbo sedan, turbo cross Turismo, a 4S sedan, and then the one that I wanted, which was the full range spec, aero wheels, big battery rear wheel drive. And the Porsche guys know out of spec, we're nerdy. So they kind of like reserved the full range spec for us, which is cool. Um, so nice. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm only showing up if we can go, you know, balls out here. So yeah. we get there. I, uh, my friend, Kevin geek, who's literally reports to, to uh, Oliver Bloom, who, who runs Volkswagen group, um, you know, gets in the car with me and, it, and, it, and we just are like, let's go do a range test. And this actually hasn't been posted on YouTube. Maybe I'll put this on a, on my personal channel at some point, but it, it's just pouring rain. It is, it's the last day before Ugh. we can post everything. And it's not even just like coming down a little bit, like the, the hotel's flooding, the streets are fl- like, no. it's crazy. And so, oh, so we're it was like, the start of this big rainstorm that they're still having. Uh, yeah, but it was the storm before the big rainstorm. Ah, uh, the there storm was a gap before the storm. Of a day in between. Yeah. So uh. we get in the car and like, you know, basically Porsche wanted all of the journalists to go on this route from, LA, we're in Marina del Rey, fully charged on an AC wall box to San Diego, lunch stop, and then back. And for me, this is not how I roll. You know, I like the battery nice and toasty on a DC charger. I run 70 miles an hour constant and we're good to go. So I wasn't considering this a range test anyway. It was just a cool, unique opportunity to go in the car, drive it normally, and just do a range experiment, if you will. With the Porsche Macan, I did the same thing with Dr. Robert Meyer, who is uh, running the Macan project. And 
that wasn't a 70 mile per hour test. And I made it very clear and everyone enjoyed it. So actually when Porsche invited me to do this originally, I said, no, I said, nah, you know what? I'm not going to go because I, unless I can do the full standardized 70 test, just count me out. It's just a facelift. Anyway, mm. call me when you can drop off the one here in Colorado so I can do all the stuff for Macan. I agreed because that's a brand new you know, platform, brand new electric vehicle. I wanted to experience it, even though I can't share driving impressions on that car, or at least couldn't at the time. I can talk about the prototype driving impressions now. Um, but I thought that was a unique opportunity. Let's just go for a drive and see how far that can go under normal conditions. And mm-hmm. then I was talking to some of the Porsche guys when I was actually filming the reveal of the Taycan. Um, yeah, okay. I, I, there's been so many things with them and they were like, you know, you can charge it on this LA thing. And I'm like, no way I can. That's all. I, that's what I want to do is that those were the magic words. And they, they found a slot. They slipped me in on the last day and they're like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's go show this thing. And my plan was to film it all day, stay up all night, edit everything and then post it in the morning. Um, and it was, it was, just terrible weather. And I was like, this is no one. I think I got like 300 miles on the first leg because we were just driving. So Kevin and I went out, we went down to San Diego and back, um, just trudging water. I mean, that was like, we were driving a boat down the highway. Accidents were happening everywhere. So we had to drive really slow on the way down, huge headwind. And I'm like, well, okay, at least we're going for a drive. I'm chatting. With, we're having a great time. I'm learning about the Tycon project, a lot of the the internal workings of, you know, just getting all the information I need so that when I review the car, I can really share the full picture of all the changes for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we have the mm-hmm. lunch stop and everyone's disappointed. The Porsche engineers are like, ah, damn, sorry we made you come all the way out here for all this. This just sucks. And But I was having a good time. I, for me, it was enjoyable. It wasn't going to be a good video. But I was like, you know what? Let's screw the range stuff. Let's just set everything up so we can get a great charging session. So on the way back, we preconditioned the car. I drove the nuts off of it. I got it down to 0%. And I got a full 0 to 100% DC fast charging session. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, this car charges like lightning struck it. It's crazy. Um, now can I can't you tell, tell me you anything. The, yeah, I can tell you exactly how it charges. It, it's a peak delivered to the car of 334, 335 kilowatts, something like that. Oh um, but God, the crazier nice. part, it just holds it. So you're not, you, as soon as you plug in, as soon as you plug in at zero, like one, 2% goes by, it kind of comes off bottom voltage at 3%. Wham, you're at 300 kilowatts. And then it holds Stop. it all the way to 65%. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh my Lord, man. Yeah. So a little man, bit, oh little man, bit oh man. just slightly worse than your VinFast. Just slightly worse than my VinFast. Honestly, <laughs> can't even, can't even talk about it. Um, but so <laughs> you do know how they did this because you know, the technology yes. behind it, although you can't speak to it right now, but you will. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, uh, I don't actually fully, I'm not a cell expert a chemistry expert. Um, mm-hmm. So I can, I will make my best guess at understanding how they did this, but it's also, it's, I think something we'll have to reserve for the full video because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think I can say exactly what I, what I learned during it, but I'll make sure everyone's aware of everything I know. Uh, but I what mean, I will say is it what it makes me think of is like how on earth they like, what, what's the battery technology they're using to, well, we be can able say to- it's larger capacity. Okay because it added a lot more kilowatt hours than the old car. And I was able to use a lot more. So yeah, it's high 90 kilowatt hour usable. You can just do the math based off everything I posted from our trips and from charging. So I think right. uh, no one, that's not a surprise. 
Sure. So it's a larger battery, but that exact. doesn't tell me any more about how much faster it can charge. Well, I think it makes up for some of it because the C rate of the cells will be different than the old car. So, you know, you can have okay. a, a bigger capacity there. I'm not going to tell you there, there, there have been other changes, uh, but a lot of people were like, this is the Macan battery. I'm going to tell you straight up. It's not the Macan battery because that can only charge at 270 kilowatts. That's on mm-hmm. the PPE platform. Tycon mm-hmm. historically has been a pouch cell and the Macan we know is a prismatic cell. Mm-hmm. Also not the same battery. So yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know how much I want to push it for this. The reveal is only going to be a few hours after this podcast goes up. So let's just not go too far into detail of what I've learned, but I can tell you that the car charges, you don't dip under 300 kilowatts till 65% ideally. Now you'll notice that max temperature in my charging test when I post it came up a little high. I think the pack can only go to 55 degrees Celsius maximum, same as the old car, and it derated at 62%. So I I had 3% of bad data in there basically, Um, probably plugged in just slightly warm. But I think that's it worked about out 131 okay. degrees Fahrenheit, by the way. Yes, that is the the maximum allowable temperature of the battery pack. Uh, same okay. unchanged as old car based off of this charging test. So that's okay. the real major upgrade on this car. That's really cool. Obviously, bigger battery. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Obviously, bigger battery because we were able to. I think I used, if we did the math, 96 kilowatt hours on our range test. And I delivered 107 point something during the charging test, and there's always losses. Mm. So again, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say the official usable and gross capacities, but um, we know it's a bigger nice battery time. than the than the old car. Um, cool. So that's that's step one. So because after the rain, after the charging test, we went back to the hotel, and I was having drinks with the guys, and I'm like, you know, today we really got a charging video. All the other guys got a you know their their range test, however they decided to do it, and I've learned no one know or has a proper method of testing range on electric vehicles. Cause everyone was like, I just drove it randomly and here's the range I got. And I'm like, Oh God, is this, we gotta, we gotta work on this whole, like how do we test electric cars thing in the auto journalist community? But that's a different mm-hmm. topic for another day. And so I decided with the guys, I floated the idea where I'm like, you know what, regardless tomorrow, everyone's got to go home, but let's just say I could borrow a car tomorrow, that rear wheel drive that I drove again. What if I could like, I can't do a 70 mile per hour test because there's traffic. It has to be during the day. Like it's just not possible. Plus I like to do my repeatable, you know, highway comparison tests up here in Colorado. Um, but I said, mm-hmm. what if I could just go and hypermile it? Let me just see how far I can go. I've never tested this before. And I, let's see if the audience is interested because if so, I should do the same thing with Lucid. I should do the same thing with EQS, all these big range EVs. Go ahead, Francie. Tell me what, a, what hypermiling means, Kyle. Hypermiling means, know. yeah, yeah. It uh, actually, the Germans had no idea of this term, which I thought was really funny. They're like hypermiling, mm-hmm. and I had to explain like the Prius guys trying to eke out all the fuel economy, but it's basically trying to get your vehicle in the most efficient speed and driving characteristic to eke out the best fuel economy or the best electric range to and, get the most miles out of the car. Because I think everyone recognizes who listens to this podcast that. There's not a single range of an electric vehicle. When someone says, oh, how far does that go on a charge? And someone says, ah, just 300 miles. It's like, yes, it could do 300 miles if you drive it in a certain way, but it might also do 340 miles or 260 miles 
depending on your driving style. And it might do mm-hmm. 80 miles if you take it to a track. Like it is completely variable. So there is no single mm-hmm. range on an electric vehicle. Our comparable range test figures, I run at 70 miles an hour uh, because mm-hmm. I started doing them and that's how we're going to continue doing them. We could option, we, we might have a chance to redo our complete testing procedure coming up here soon, but that will be a podcast for another day. So right. I decided I'm not able to do the 70 test, which is what everyone wants to see, what I want to see. But I also don't want to be like disingenuous to our audience to be like, oh, I kind of got almost 70. Let's just, I figured everyone, you know, there's 12 other journalists or 11 other journalists there. Not that I consider myself a journalist, but 11 other, 11 proper journalists and one silly YouTuber there who's testing the car. And I was like, well, everyone else is getting kind of the same numbers. I already knew the results all at that point. So I'm like, let me just go and blow this thing out of the water. Let's just go. I was either going to go for the least amount of range I could get out of it or the most. And I thought, let's just go for the most. And I also wanted to see how efficient you really could make this thing. So I drove slow. I put four people in the car. It was myself, my friend, Mike, who runs communications for all of Tycon, uh, uh, there was a Norwegian journalist, Fred, and then the PR manager for uh, Norway was there as well. So four of us in the car. So I had two Norwegians, a German guy, and myself. Um, you know, we're all we're all like pretty big people, and so like there was a lot of weight in the car. And mm-hmm. I was like, let's go, let's go do. You know, no one had gotten close to four hundred miles in the journalist testing. So I was like, we have four doors, we have four people, we got four tires. Let's go chase four hundred miles. Four hundred. You know, that's nice. a cool story. Whatever. It's just for fun. I was like, I honestly just need a video on this car because I'm at this program and I want to show everyone some of the the testing that I was able to do with this vehicle. So let's just do something mm-hmm. interesting. It'll at least stir up some conversation. People will tell us if they like the hypermiling or not. And the goal for the hypermiling isn't out of just nowhere. I wanted to see how far I could go if I drove at like the minimum acceptable speed where you don't like die or become a menace on the highway. And What's that made that a variable. Well, it changes based off the driving scenario. So it's anywhere between, I would say, 50 and 60 miles an hour. Your right lane, people are coming up on you. But, you know, if a Man. truck's like barreling up, I'm like moving over, accelerating a little bit. So you're really, it's not the out of spec way of road tripping. And it's not the way you should drive a Tycon. But it is nice to know if you had to, what could if you, you had get to out of this it. car? Yeah. I got to say, it, I think it's say, probably funny. You invite them on this 400. You're like, let's go, you know, get in the, everyone come on into the Porsche. And then it's like, I'm going to drive as slow as possible. And you're going to be in this car with me for just the foreseeable future. (laughs) Well, that's, those were the jokes we were having. It was just like that. It's like, oh, this is really going to suck. But we we all kind of had, we were in good spirits. We kind of liked the challenge. And Fred, the Norwegian guy, who's like my new best friend, he's awesome. He's like a hardcore EV tester like us. So he's like, this is a great Great. challenge. Like, let's go. (laughs) And so we really, yeah, we went as slow as we could to extend the range, full range mode, shutting the screens off in the car. This was like, you're in the middle of Montana. The next charger is 400 plus miles away. Can you make it there? you've, You've been dropped into the yeah. middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fun a fun test. It's just an interesting experiment. And what we I found so, was too. about 2 hours into the test that we were on track for over 500 miles. So we were we were tracking for 520 530 miles for hours and hours. Oh my and gosh. Then yeah, it's crazy. Over 5 miles per kilowatt hour. And, that, and that's after a giant ass hill climb, technical term. Uh, we went up and over the grapevine because we went out and back. So like we did two mountain passes. 
This is not a oh standardized test. This is not a great way to do range testing. It's just, again, an interesting thought-provoking experiment mm-hmm. where most journalists mm-hmm. drove normally. They got 300 to 360 miles. We drove gently. I got 465 miles, 750 kilometers on one charge. So it was a fun test. It was really cool. The Porsche guys were like thrilled and it's something that we probably would never do again. It's something they wouldn't be interested in doing again. They built this car to rip and then charge fast. (laughs) So it's not like Mm -hmm. built for this kind of thing. Right. But you know, the storms came literally and kind of pushed you to try something new, which I think is fun and interesting. And you had a team there to be excited and curious with you about how it would do and knowing the background, of course, of, uh, the the car itself. So pretty interesting experiment. I understand why you yeah. might not want to recreate it, but you don't know. Maybe you're caught in a rainstorm again one day, and this is just. Well, what I you also think do. it's important in our line of work to be fair to the automakers that we test. I didn't do 465 miles in the Taycan to say that does 465 miles on one charge, but look at our Lucid no. in the 70 mile per hour test didn't match that. That's not fair, but I've already seen some of the comments who like don't understand how much speed affects range go like, does that have more range than the Lucid Air? And I'm like, not even in the same category. The Lucid no. is a whole nother step above in terms of range and probably efficiency. I have to run them side by side for that. And I will. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think if we're going to do these max range tests, maybe we should do a couple more for like the real big boy cars, just so we're fair. It was just the first one. Uh, and it was really interesting. We had, we had rain, massive rain during this test for about 25 or 30 minutes as well. And that's when the 500 mile dream went away. The rain Mm. and the headlights really sucked the juice. It was unbelievable how much of a draw these things had. Mostly the rain, the headlights actually... The Taycan's so nerdy. When you put it in range mode, it reduces the headlight output to the minimum the legislation allows. Wow, they're really thinking about every step. <laughs> yeah, That's how you get cool. efficiency, though. Yeah. yeah, and, and you know, the previous the Taycan, I wouldn't say, was inefficient, but it wasn't particularly efficient. Um, this is obviously a whole nother level. Um, mm-hmm. So... Ultimately, I was able to have those test cars. I was able to have access to the Porsche guys. A huge thanks to Mike for staying late so we could do all this. Um, and I thought it was an interesting story. It was different than the other journalists. And and more than anything, the reason I went there was for two things. It wasn't this range story, but it was to learn really from the engineers what their goals were, why they made the changes they did, what hurdles they had along the way, what's coming in the future, where's their headspace, really to understand what is going on inside the world of Porsche electrification, Mm -hmm. how the model lines are running, understanding the company structure more, just so I can review cars better and understand how Mm -hmm. their development processes work. So that, that was fascinating. And secondly, the charging performance, which is legendary. Yeah, it sounds pretty great. Do you think any other automaker is going to be able to achieve similar metrics well i think uh in china there are cars that can already charge at like 500 kilowatts not many but there's a few that can really do some crazy numbers now i'm not sure what the preconditioning is like but i want to get over there and test all of them at least in our market and probably the european market this will be the fastest charging car not in terms of peak speed lucid can do 351 hummer ev can do 377 but in terms of overall the curve you get Mm -hmm. you get the peak and the curve with this one i mean it's just a plateau wham up top it's crazy and it's still doing 200 kilowatts at 80 percent. so it's not like that bad up top either no 
Not at all. So maybe we're going to see other EVs like the ones you mentioned in China, like be even better, but is it just going to be the premium EVs that are able to give you this kind of experience for the foreseeable future? I mean, I don't, I don't know how much I can say ahead of the launch, but I can imagine that the upgrades to this car are not cheap. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm not saying in terms of the cost of the car, I'm saying in terms of the cost of the development, these are big boy numbers. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you're buying a Porsche. It's an expensive car. We know that's going to be true. And you expect the best. That's why you buy <laughs> into these premium brands. It's why Lucid has the Sapphire for a quarter million dollars and still can sell it because people are expecting the best. It's why there is a Tycon Turbo S for $200,000 and presumably an even spicier one based off of the Nürburgring lap times and everything. So what did we see with the Spectre, coming. the Rolls-Royce Spectre? Do you remember? 200 kilowatts, 201. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all yeah, right. Yeah. I just can't wait for the full reveal where I can tell everyone everything about this car. Um, I there's know. Some Good crazy job keeping your mouth shut. Yeah. yeah uh, thank you. I, and, uh, but, but really fun. Yeah. Sounds really fun. Sounds like a kind of unique experience where you got to say, okay, we can't do what I planned. How are we still going to do something out of spec with this EV? I think you accomplished Ultimately, that. Ultimately, so definitely- we're here to tell stories. Yep. And so we told an interesting max range hypermile test story. More importantly, sure I got did. a great zero to 100% baseline of charging. Uh, and that video will go live at the same day this podcast goes live. And I think, I don't know what the schedule is, but it should be. And then the reveal should be tomorrow, the day after this is going live. All right. Either way, stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed to the Out of Spec Reviews channel. And of course, the Out of Spec Podcast. If you're here, just hit the button. Why not? We like you here. And thanks for tuning in to the Out of Spec Podcast. Thank you, Kyle, for coming on and telling this story. It is a fun story. I bet it was a fun time being there. And if you have any questions for Kyle, let us know in the comments. We'll see if we can get those answered. Have a tremendously awesome rest of your day. And we'll see you next time on the next Out of Spec Podcast. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.